In this episode, I go solo and discuss being a site director, irrespective of whether that is a site owner or just the employee site director. Talk about the key elements of keeping various stakeholders happy to make you do your job successfully. This was thanks to a brilliant comment I got from someone who just said four words, advice for site owners, or sorry, advice for site directors is what they asked or said. And that's the comment that inspired this episode. Really quick shout out to Inato, the sponsor, uh, Free Studies. I'm on that website now every week. And once you get some therapeutic area expertise, it becomes easier to get studies for your site through Inato for free. They don't get involved in any aspect with your budget or anything else and there are no hidden costs or fees everything is always free to the site next sponsor is creo creo is e-source e-reg ctms so much more e-signatures auto texting it's a patient database it's really everything i was looking for when i started my site rolled into one and now with e-source so both links to both sponsors in the show notes with that being said, enjoy this episode where I go solo. Guru Nation, thank you so much for watching. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment, share. If you are listening, check out all the links in the show notes. This is a really good question. It actually came in a timely manner. It's a New Year's question. Um, any advice for site director? And this doesn't necessarily mean site director is the site owner. It just means site director. So sometimes... Like in my case, the site director is the site owner, but sometimes it's not the case. And I'm actually grooming a few people to see who's going to be the site director to replace me at some point. Because as much as I like being a site owner, site director is a lot of responsibility. And we're going to get into how to be a site director, advice for site director. What a vague slash good question, because what an open ended question on this one advice for site directors like that was it that was the question and we could really delve deep into this maybe 20 minutes 25 minutes um, which is different than advice for site owners so this is irrespective of site ownership at all so a site director is in charge of keeping four stakeholders happy it's patience it's employees, it's the physicians, and it's the sponsors vis-a-vis -vis the CRAs. So if you keep those four stakeholders happy at all times, you're doing your job as a site director. Now, we can end the video on that. That sounds like that answers your question. But in reality, like if you unpack that, it's very difficult. And the truth is your job as a site director is never done because those four stakeholders often have opposing needs and desires. And the, the fact of like trying to keep one happy sometimes makes another unhappy. And so it's a balancing act. It's the yin and the yang. If you know you've been pushing too far on patient enrollment and randomizations, you're keeping sponsors happy. You're probably keeping your physicians happy. You're probably even keeping patients happy because more of them are coming in to get screened and randomized. But 
the ones unhappy might be your coordinators because they're like, well, why are we keep like screening and randomizing? We need a break. So three in that example, three out of the four were happy. And if you have like an enthusiastic workforce, they're going to be happy being busy as well, but not all the time. Like even the most enthusiastic coordinator, the most enthusiastic team needs some downtime to catch up on queries, to catch up on regulatory and even that right there those are opposing because when you increase your randomization rates and your enrollment rates if you don't structure the site properly like if all hands are on deck to accommodate patient visits you're keeping sponsors happy with accrual but what's happening on the back end with regulatory maintenance? What's happening on the back end with EDC and data entry and queries? It's very tough to keep all these four stakeholders happy. And that's something that site directors have to do. It's a thankless job, but it's a job that's necessary. I think a site without a site director doesn't last very long because the entropy is a real thing it's a law of the universe that things go to disorder if 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 you don't put energy into a system things will go towards disorder that's just the natural order of the universe same thing with a site if someone's not putting energy someone being a site director putting energy into making sure that all stakeholders are happy at the site level then entropy will happen, chaos will happen, um, unhappiness will happen from all those stakeholders. So you really need the site director to be the glue that keeps every everyone happy. So how do you do this? The, the challenging part is there's a blueprint for each of the each of these stakeholders, like keeping the patients happy, keeping the employees happy, keeping the clinicians happy and keeping the sponsors happy. The problem is, is in the balance and a good site director has to be part artist and part scientist because he or she has to know, okay, I've been pushing a little too hard on my staff. They've been going crazy trying to get all these patients in my site right now, Yuma Clinical Trials. We have a month left to screen on a really good study. So I'm pushing really hard right now. All hands on deck. You guys, we got a month left on this study. We need to do that last minute surge and get these patients in the study so that we can meet the enrollment deadline and we can start randomizing these patients uh, properly. Now, that means that for this next month, hopefully not too much, but other studies may suffer and hopefully they don't suffer to the point where it's noticeable. And that's the key because we know internally, hey, we're ignoring this study right now. Like we're just completely going to ignore this study unless the monitor's like being persistent. So if you're a monitor watching, this is like helpful advice for you. Sometimes persistence is key. But we're going to completely ignore this particular study because all hands on deck right now trying to get these patients in, trying to get them screened, and trying to get them randomized in this last month. So if we don't balance this properly, meaning on a study that we're kind of ignoring right now, if a monitor is being persistent, somebody has to go and follow up with them, even though my orders were all hands on deck on this study right now. So 
a, a, a good site director will know when it's time to address the other stakeholders that are not given attention to. And that's when I will tell one of my staff individually, because we're a small team of five people. It's six if you include the nurse practitioner, not counting the PIs. It's, a, it's six people. I will go as the site director and tell one of my staff, hey, the, on that email from that study, I know we're not really focused on it right now, but we got to take care of this issue. This is like an urgent issue. And this is where that quadrant of urgent, important, urgent, not important, not urgent, important, not urgent, not important comes into play. There's a lot of non-urgent, not important things that we can just ignore. A perfect example is we have this extension study. The IRB expiration on our site approval is sometime in April. But the sponsor has already told us we're going to close out the sites by February. So the IRB keeps sending us emails. They say it's urgent. They even put in the subject email in the subject line urgent. IRB expiration set to expire April. I told my staff, ignore that. That's not, we're going to be closed out. We're going to send a, during the closeout visit, we're going to do the IRB closeout report. Ignore that. That's just noise. And part of my job as a site director is to train first, especially when it's newer staff, you have to train. And then to make your life easier as a site director, you have to empower people. You have to empower your staff to make autonomous decisions so that you are not micromanaging every single email, every single visit, every single assessment that you guys go through on a day-to-day -day basis because that would make your life as a site director living hell. Now, if your staff is not trained and your staff is not empowered, you are going to have to be a micromanager. And I know a lot of people watching prefer that they are micromanaging things. And that's fine. But I don't think that's scalable. I don't think that's sustainable. And I also don't think employees enjoy working under those conditions for the most part. And so I've never, I've strayed away from that as often as I can. There are times where I do micromanage. I get involved especially if we're if i'm seeing that the site's having particular issues specifically on the operational side i'll get involved and start micromanaging maybe for a week uh, or sometimes a few days just to drive home the point like maybe i needed to spend more time with these particular coordinators on this issue because it, it's obviously something that needs to be addressed or if it's not an operational issue, maybe it's something on um, morale, employee morale. Hey, what's going on? I notice you've been a little bit distracted lately, like spending more time as an HR person rather than a site director. Sometimes that's needed. Sometimes employees just have personal things going on that have nothing to do with the site or with you but they impact the site nonetheless because everything is connected at the site level. And if your coordinator is distracted by issues happening at home, you might have to get in there and be, I've been a therapist at times for staff. Uh, there's a lot of hats you wear as a site director. And I think it's like, that's where that's part art and less science. You have to have intuition and you have to have a good amount of empathy 
And the good thing about this is your staff will recognize what you're doing, even if it's after, but a lot of them will recognize what you're doing during uh, your interventions and they'll appreciate that. And that's helps with staff retention because the worst thing for a site director, and this is why I think you don't want to be a micromanager is you don't want to get your staff trained autonomously thinking up and running, basically hands-free and then have them go somewhere else because they don't feel that you have empathy for them. And you got to remember clinical research is a competitive industry. There is a scarcity of trained staff. Once you take a research naive person and make them a experienced coordinator after they hit that six month mark, sometimes 12 month mark, sometimes three month mark, they become a valued commodity for competitors. And so your only weapon at that point is the way you treat the staff. So I think the best thing a site director could do, the number one tip I have for a site director is to keep your employees happy. Because if you keep your employees happy, they will keep the patients happy. And inevitably, if patients are happy, from my experiences so far, if patients are happy, the PIs are happy. And then if the monitors, the monitors are happy if patients are getting enrolled and the data is getting entered and reviewed and action items are getting resolved in a timely manner, PIs are happy too. So PIs tend to be happy from happy monitors, happy patients, and healthy financials. Employees tend to be happy when they are treated as human beings. Employees tend to be happy when they are motivated. And this is where the leadership has to come into play. And the leaders have to be the one that inspire um, these kind of activities from the staff. And quite honestly, sometimes lead by example. So one of the things I've done, this is one of the things I pride myself on is everything I ask a coordinator to do ever. I've done it. I've done all those things. And yeah, there's new technologies that come out. Like for example, SIP, Shared Investigator Platform, uh, or a new feature on our, our e-source or a new EDC system. I get in there and get my hands dirty because I want to know what I'm going to be asking my staff to do. And I think they see that directly or indirectly. And I think there's something to say about employee morale when they see the leader also doing the work. And that's a balance I've got to keep because I've got other responsibilities besides being a site director. I'm helping Chris run our consulting firm where we have clients, other site owners running into issues that we have to advise. We have CRA, CRC Academy where like the buck stops here on those things. So when people have problems, I've got to get involved. I've got these videos. I've got the podcast. We've got SOS, Save Our Sites. So I've got a bunch of other things going on in addition to being the site director. So it's in my best interest to keep my employees happy and get them autonomous and get them thinking on their own. But I also don't want to stray too far from the my core job of being a site director because then they start feeling, well, 
he's a little too removed from us. So we're kind of like uh, a ship without a captain. And that is why I am simultaneously trying to groom someone to be my replacement, just because there's a lot of stuff going on. And you, a site director really is a full-time job. The way I'm doing it is kind of cheating. Like, I'm not supposed to be doing it this way, but somehow it works because I think my experience and I think the people that I selected to help me understand where I'm at. And I think it it's mutually beneficial because all the people we have, they all want to learn and do more. And they all want to eventually, at least from what I hear, they all want to eventually be site director. And maybe it's not all for Yuma Clinical Trials because you can't have like foresight directors at Yuma Clinical Trials. Although there are ways we can because we all do have a bunch of different clinics within Yuma Clinical Trials. So theoretically, you can have a mini site director for each specialist. But I digress. I let them know once they start getting serious about where their career wants to go that, hey, if you want to like own your own site or if you want to move to this location I can hook you up with a job there. They're looking for lead CRCs, which eventually become site directors. So I think the employees need to know that you are on their side. And you want to, as a site director, you want to be the bridge between ownership and the workers. And this is the classic, like, union dilemma like there's ownership and there's workers and this is this is why socialism became a thing this is why communism became a thing because this rift between these two group these two stakeholders can get very um uh can get very antagonistic i guess is the word or opposed they get like diametrically opposed to each other so I try, and I think the best site, site directors try to bridge this gap to where, yeah, I am a site owner and the director, but I'm also on your side. And here's how I demonstrate that I am on your side. And I think a lot of it, in my case, has to do with that I was a coordinator for so long. And it, that, that's, there's, there's no real good way to articulate that. You have to demonstrate to your staff Actions speak louder than words, I think. Uh, so the majority of this video is going to be spent on keeping employees happy because I think if you can take care of that, you can take care of the rest. And then sponsor, if you have happy employees and let's say one of them is neglecting a study, you can have a one-on-one -on -one discussion with them and say, look, what's going on? Like, why are you neglecting this particular study? The sponsor's not liking it. That means the PI is not going to like it. That means I'm going to have to do something here. Like, do you not want to be in charge of the study? Is there something you need to do? I always try to figure out, like, what do they need? What's going on with them? Because oftentimes they're dealing with personal things. And oftentimes they'll recognize, hey, you know what? I have been dropping the ball a little, but I'll work on getting better. And that's, that's kind of where you have to like be very one-on-one. -on -one. You don't want to publicly humiliate any coordinator. You don't want to, as a site director, you do not want to throw anyone under the bus. And you do not want to make an example of someone. I've been business partners with people who 
have had the opposite philosophy. You want to make an example of this coordinator so that the other ones basically live in fear and do as they're told. I've seen that strategy fail. I know others that employ this strategy and somehow their sites still continue to do good. You're going to have to interview them on how that happened if they're willing. But I think more often than not, that's not a winning strategy. And I think the winning strategy is attract more flies with honey. Uh, and that's the mentality and the approach I've used. So in reality, that's what a site director is. Obviously money, like real world things come into play where pay, like you won't have happy employees if they're underpaid and underpaid is a relative term because it's a local thing, but it's also a industry wide thing. So Yuma is a perfect example in Yuma. The average wage is less than the national average. And that is the same in clinical research. Here, there's not too many research sites. It's only us and the hospital. Um, but our competitors are nationwide and our competitors are statewide. So when a coordinator starts seeing, hey, you know what? I'm like severely underpaid. Uh, they start thinking about going somewhere else. And there are things we can do like incentive bonuses and quarterly reviews where we give them incremental raises and I feel as long as you've hired the right person, if they see the effort and they know, like if they believe in your vision and they believe that you're going to do what's not only best for you, but best for them, they're going to stick around for the most part because the grass is not always greener on the other side. But ultimately it boils down to how much can you pay? And you got it. That's where you as a site director need to explain to your staff we want to give everyone a raise because management's going to make more profit if we're doing more studies and enrolling more patients. But we can't do that unless our sponsors are happy and unless our investigators are happy and unless we're getting more patients through the door. So let's work out a plan together. How do you think we can put this to paper to where we can give everyone higher pay? And on merit, not just by being here. So when you have these conversations with people, whether it's one-on-one -on -one or in a group setting, right now I'm doing it one-on-one -on -one with people, they actually start bringing up ideas. And then they have ownership in the ideas because it's they helped come up with the idea. So that's worked really well for me in the past. Uh, of course, there's been times where I wasn't able to produce uh, for a number of factors. It's not easy being a site director. You have to have the right PIs. You have to have the right sponsors giving you the right studies that match up with the right patients. So once you figure out this employee management side, which I think is the trickiest part, you got to get into what kind of patients do we see? Who are my PIs? What kind of studies can I get them? And does that match up with the patients that they have? If not, you got to start fixing some things. You got to either get different kind of studies or get a different clinician or start looking for sub investigators. And this is where the community outreach and all that stuff. And when you're a site director, you're really, even if you're not the owner, you have to behave like the owner of the site. That's why the owners picked you. They saw you as an intrapreneur.
Now, if you are the site director and the owner, you already know you picked yourself. Like you have to make sure you can get the right studies to match with the right patients. And if there's if there's any mismatch or disharmony or dysbiosis between those two, you got to fix it. Meaning I need to bring in a specialist. I need to figure out a way to get different kind of patients here. Maybe you got to figure out a way to run ads. And I have a service now that helps sites with that. Um, maybe you need different kind of studies. Me and Chris have a service to help sites get different kind of studies. We have one client call actually later today while I was sitting here doing this podcast, Chris called me. I couldn't answer cause I'm on the podcast, but I know it's about this person that's doing GI studies and they want to start doing internal medicine studies, probably because they've exhausted the options on their GI studies they can get. And they can start doing more studies, internal medicine studies, maybe derm, maybe psych, and they want to expand. And we can help sites do that. And this is part of the site director's uh, concerns as well. And I think if you keep the employees happy and you've got the business figured out as far as what kind of studies can you get and do you have patience for those studies, then you can focus on quality of the data because the coordinators if you keep them happy i'm telling you the quality is going to be good if the quality starts slacking a little you get involved as the site director and let your coordinators know hey this is unacceptable and here's why and here's what we expect from you guys and if that it's not going to be you let me know why or what we can do or maybe maybe you need somebody else to come in here you know but if i bring somebody else in here that's less likely that we're going to be able to do bonuses or pay increases sooner. That means we're probably going to have to do them later rather than sooner because money is a finite resource. And so let me know if you can do this. And and if not, tell me, like, do you need incentives to get these done or, like, what can we do? And usually those kind of one-on-one conversations are extremely helpful. Now, if you're a site director and you're not the owner – and your ownership is not empowering you to have these discussions, that's probably not a good situation. There's probably a few things you can do to maintain harmony in that situation, and that will have a lot to do with being empathetic and getting in the trenches with your coordinators. And like, if there's a database lock, rather than delegating actually get in there and do it with the coordinators that goes a long way with them as far as morale and respect or if there's like an influx of patient leads get on the phone and start calling the patients with the coordinators again for morale that goes a long way like get your hands dirty there are still levers you can pull to achieve harmony amongst your employees and maintain the status quo of your site. But if you're at a site where they're not empowering your employees and you're just a middle manager between management and workforce, you're eventually going to have rifts. There's only so much you can do. There's only so much duct tape you can put on a boat that have holes in it. So that's something for you to consider as well. But all in all, I think there's like with these tweaks and this advice, I think you guys can pull it off. I'm living it every day. I'm trying to groom a site director because it is a full-time job and I'm, I currently have like five full-time jobs, but it's doable. Sites do it all the time. Like, subscribe, comment, share. Good luck, everybody. Bye-bye.